Good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health Radio here on the Spreaker Radio Network and simulcasting on free conference call. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Tuesday, December 12th, 2023, and this program is meant to provide natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. And with that in mind, I ask you to go to the uh, website, yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com, where we've got all the products we talk about, all the uh, lots and lots of information. And, uh, of course, at the top of the page is the information on the Care and uh, OliLife products. And those are the um, terahertz frequency devices that uh, have helped so many around the world restore their health, uh, getting out from under the uh, damage of the cupcakes, if you know what I mean, and so many other things. And um, the uh, iTerra products have been here. We've been dealing with them for about a year and a half now. And uh, they've given fantastic results for lots and lots of people. And we got the new kid on the block, Oli Life which is just in pre-launch in the United States. They'll be going live uh, after the first of the year. And they've got a couple products, the P90, which is a foot device that uh, puts out terahertz and PEMF, or pulsed electromagnetic uh, therapy. And uh, those two things combined just really take it to a whole new level. Uh, I've been absolutely amazed. I've gotten results in a few weeks with that device that I didn't get after a year of using the high-end products from Prive. Not that Prive products aren't good, but this thing just takes it to another notch up or two. And they also have what's known as the Cell Essentials Wand, which is super high quality, does a great job, and uh, is much more reasonably priced. Um, I compare it as good or better than the pro model from iTerra, which is 3800 bucks, And this comes with a $200 oscillating stand, so you can set it up and have it uh, go up and down your back or your sides, your legs or your head, whatever you want. Uh, it'll do it automatically. You just uh, set it up, turn it on, and off it goes. And that with a really, really nice case and the whole shooting match is only 600 bucks. And... Uh, the information's on the website. You can check it out. If you have any questions, give me a call or email through the uh, contact me button, and we'll do everything we can to get your calls answered and get your questions answered and uh, get you on the right track. And also, uh, while you're on the site, make sure you hit the radio shows tab. At the top of the page is the link to the archive page set up through castbox.fm. Right below that is the rumble button. And every show we've done since the beginning of October is there now. And we encourage you to check it out. Hit the button. It'll take you right to the page. And you can uh, follow the page, like the videos as you watch them. And the more likes we get, the more inform- more people are going to be uh, getting it pushed out through the algorithm on Rumble. So we're, we're getting more and more views every day. So I encourage you to just be a part of that and help people spread the word and uh, learn how they can restore their health naturally instead of using dangerous drugs and surgery and that kind of junk that never really does anything but make you sicker and get you on the hook to the medical cartels. But anyway, um, check that out. And if you scroll down a little further, you'll see the information on the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And at the bottom of the page is the link to the Facebook page set up for show as well as the Telegram channel. 
Uh, that being said, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Spreaker Radio Network, Free Conference Call, Rumble, any of the other platforms we're on, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say in this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only. So that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. All righty then. Um, I, you may or may not have noticed my voice is a little coarse or rushed, uh, whatever. I just did two hours uh, uh, previously. I had an hour break and... Uh, I've been, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's uh, um, detox from the uh, keto or the carnivore stuff or or what's going on. But yesterday morning, I woke up and I had kind of like a fluey-like feeling. It was just, you know, the achy muscles and, you know, tingly feeling and that kind of junk. And I just started uh, using more of my regular stuff, more of the Mighty 90, uh, threw in a little colloidal silver and, um, oh, goodness gracious, uh, What's the other stuff? Uh, chlorine dioxide, uh, powdery arco tea, um, little urotherapy, then a little uh, golden nectar this morning, and probably going to do a little more of that in here in a bit. But um, so all the uh, that being said, all that flu-like stuff or the you know the you know just the achiness and whatnot that's all gone. Uh, it was pretty much overnight taken care of, and but now for some reason my sinuses are getting plugged up a little bit and um, my voice is uh, a little rougher coarser harsh you know i don't know worse but other, i feel fine everything works but um, because of that i'm gonna give my voice a little bit of a rest and i've got a uh, video interview that my buddy mark sent me uh, of um what's her, what's her name uh, dr um oh man just blew, blew my mind um anyway you'll see it in here as soon as we announce it but um it's dr glidden being interviewed by um someone we all know lee Merritt. that's who it is and uh, as soon as i get the sharing set up i'm going to play this i think you'll find it interesting um it's approaching healthcare. uh let's see here holistically with dr glidden so here we go I mean, honest to God, for mm -hmm. most of the conditions that most people go to the doctor for, it's not healthcare. It's right. disease management. You get right. more dependent on the drugs over time. You get weaker. And then the last 10, 15 years of your life, it's a revolving door to the emergency room. It's horrible. Well, thank you and good evening. And uh, I'm Dr. Lee Merritt again, your host at the Medical Rebel podcast. And Tonight, I have a very nice, interesting guest to bring on, Dr. Peter Glidden. You know, I'm a classically trained physician. I, I spent many years in what I consider now kind of flat earth medicine. But one of the things I've learned over my lifetime, and especially more recently, is how we've been wrong about so many things and how real medicine has been hidden from us. And, and for example, I, uh, I have a bunch of friends who are chiropractors, and I said to them the other night, I said, you know... I used to feel bad because you guys couldn't prescribe pharmaceutical agents. And now I feel like that's been your big plus because you've learned to do the right thing where we should have gone in medicine about looking at causes and diet and, and the basics of human physiology. And we become, we really have become pill pushers in so many ways, not that there aren't some good pharmaceuticals, but it's not the end of the world. So I'm really honored tonight to have Dr. Peter Glidden here 
And um, I wanted to, let me start by asking you, Dr. Glidden, about your background and, and you're a naturopathic physician. So yeah, so thanks. I appreciate it. It's, yes. So, and let's be honest. So I am a licensed naturopathic physician. The initials after my name are ND. And however, because of just what you were saying, um, there's been a medical monopoly in place in this country since 1912. And because of the medical monopoly that everybody has grown up inside of, people don't even know how to pronounce naturopathy, let alone know what the training of a naturopathic <laughs> doctor is, or even have any idea whatsoever about what we do therapeutically. And of course, I would say this being a naturopathic doctor, but I believe that it's true based on my clinical experience. Naturopathic medicine is it's the best kept secret in the 21st century. Well, I, I, I think that's right. And, you know, um, well, I, there are a couple of things that I wanted to ask you about, and then I wanted to, and then I want you to explore kind of the things you think are the most important and some of the things that, uh, that I want to incorporate. We've talked about this, about, um, you know, I've been, I have a little shop and I've been, I've been interested in providing, I started out simply having vitamin D in my office as an orthopedic surgeon. And I realized that wasn't enough. So then I added vitamin K and then I added other things. And then pretty soon this thing broke out. And so what I'm finding is that people need to get things that really make a difference. And I didn't tell you this, but I'm also doing a, um, I'm, I'm putting together a seminar that I'm, it's going to be a six part, at least six hour, probably more seminar that, on how to be so healthy, essentially, you don't need a doctor, you know, survive and thrive now and in the future. So um, I think all we're going to talk about is going to feed into all this beautifully. So, but a couple of questions I wanted to ask you is about the, you know, you're thinking about water, which is the basis, I think, of good health is we have to have good water and how, what, you know, you hear a lot of stuff about acidifying or not of putting a base in your water, like, um, you know, uh, what am I thinking of the just a, a, a quarter teaspoon of uh, sodium bicarb. Um, right. And then we hear about low deuterium water. And I wonder if we could start there and then move on to the things you think are really important that we incorporate in our health program. Well, water, of course, you know, the body's 90 something, 98% maybe made of water. It's very important. And the water quality is super important. Uh, early on in my career, I've been doing this for 33 years now. <clears throat> I worked with a diagnostic laboratory in St. Charles, Illinois, and they were one of the first laboratories in the United States to do very high quality specific water testing, right? Way much more than, than your municipal government, you know, is required to do by law. And when I started testing the water that my patients were drinking, it I mean, it was it was horrifying, the stuff that was found in the water. And of course, it infiltrates into the system and creates all any number of net negative physiological <clears throat> uh, occurrences. So having clean water is really important. There was a really interesting study. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer to, to understand that, you know, it's 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 an really good idea if the water that you're drinking doesn't have pharmaceutical residue in it. It's a really good idea that the water that you're drinking doesn't have excessive amounts of iron in it, right? It's a really good idea that the water that you're drinking 
doesn't have dry cleaning chemicals in it, right? And so forth and so on, as far as the pollutants go. <clears throat> but there's a nutritive aspect to the whole water thing, which is even more important. And it was a fascinating study that a colleague of mine was involved with years ago. Um, they looked at the water supply in two different counties in Indiana. And in one of the counties, there was a statistically significant increase in depression. The diagnosis of depression and the prescription of antidepressants. It was very high in this particular county. And right next door, there was another county, hardly any depression at all. And so somebody got it into their mind to take a look at the water. So they looked at the water. And lo and behold, what they found was that in the county where the residents were never depressed, or at least that wasn't a big thing for them, there were significant levels of lithium. Yeah, I knew that was going to be a Lithium, and there was none in the water supply of the people who were, uh, you know, depressed all of the time. And this is the fundamental naturopathic principle, right? And, and by the way, for those of in your listening audience who really don't know anything about naturopathy, and rightly so, <clears throat> in order to become a licensed naturopath in the U.S., it's four years pre-med, four years naturopathic medical school at a fully accredited by the United States Department of Education naturopathic medical school, thousand hours of clinical supervision, then you have to graduate, then you have to pass national boards, then you have to pass state boards, then you have to get a license to practice, then you have to do 25 hours of continuing education. Naturopathic medicine in the United States is full-blown primary care medicine, and it may interest people to know that in many states, naturopathic doctors can prescribe drugs. Interesting. Because, you know, it, like you said before, it's, it's not the drug, it's how it's used. It's not the gun, it's how it's used. Thank <laughs> God for insulin. Yeah. Every, every time I'm in the dentist chair, I thank God for lidocaine, for goodness sakes, right? <laughs> right. But it's absolutely correct that in the wonderful world of, you know, modern American medicine, it's the allopathic reductionistic pharmaceutical method, which is everywhere all of the time. And, and the, pharmaceut the, the allopathic method is fantastic for what you and Dave Janda did. Surgery right. when it's necessary. Surgery when it's necessary and trauma care. It's fantastic for that. It's the right dog for that hunt. But for everything else, I mean, honest to God, for, for yeah. most of the conditions that most people go to the doctor for, it's not health care. It's right. disease management. It's disease management. You get right. more dependent on the drugs over time. You get weaker. And then the last 10, 15 years of your life, it's a revolving door to the emergency room. It's horrible. But but I digress. Okay, so what we find in medical nutrition, which is what my profession specializes in, is that there are 90 essential nutrients that the human body needs in order to function the way that nature intended it. 90, 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and two fatty acids. And these are called essential because the body needs them, but it can't make them. So an essential nutrient has to go down the hatch on a regular basis. You have to feed the body essential nutrients. And lo and behold, lithium is an essential nutrient. So if your body is deficient in lithium for whatever reason, usually it's because of a poor water supply, or you're eating food that sucks lithium out of the body, 
you're going to develop a deficiency. <clears throat> and as you develop a deficiency in an essential nutrient, it's only a matter of time until something breaks. So your joints go or your heart goes, your lungs go or your kidneys go or your skin goes, and then you're in trouble. And then you got to go to a medical professional, but the only insurance your medicine pays for is allopathic pharmaceutical yeah. medicine. So you go to somebody and they have no idea that these illnesses are caused by nutrient deficiencies and they just throw a drug at it. Right now, you know, it's better than suffering, but a better step, which is what we advocate is to attempt to fix it. And this is what my profession brings to the table. Science-based clinically verified therapeutics, the intention of which are to help your body recover its health. And I got to tell you, man, that's a, that's just a beautiful thing. Well, I, I think that's awesome. And I think there, it, we're going to, I have to ask you some other questions or specifically, but I do think this is, this is, uh, this is where we should have been all along. And it's interesting. I one time watched my son, who's also a physician, but when he was training and I honestly, I don't think, I don't even remember in 1976 at the University of Rochester ever having a nutritional lecture. So uh -huh. I shouldn't criticize him too badly, but he had a few hours of nutritional lectures. And the point that he was making, he was showing me on the computer how he could actually, didn't, unless he had a lab, he didn't even go into medical school. He just did it on the computer and he could speed it up, slow it down. He was showing me how actually that was better learning, but he happened to just choose this nutritional lecture that he was getting. And I saw that lecture for about 15 minutes and I said, Oh dear God. And, and he said, okay, mom, I know, I don't, I don't eat that way. I just have to pass the test. I mean, it was so wrong. It was like, again, I, I, I've come to believe purposefully wrong. We are being poisoned by big business, big pharma, big, big ag altogether that um, they're feeding us a bunch of very bad things. So it's a, that's an, that's an excellent point. And, you know, I, I came to the same realization a number of years ago and, and, and look, you know, <clears throat> medicine is like dogs. There's a lot of different dogs and they're all good for different things. I mean, if, if you went duck hunting with a chihuahua, guaranteed you're coming back empty-handed that's the wrong dog for the hunt so you know there's chiropractic medicine i think the a good chiropractor is worth their weight in gold there's acupuncture ayurvedic medicine a botanical medicine homeopathy naturopathic medicine allopathic medicine all these different types of medicine and they're really good at certain things right and but, i think we confuse by the way homeopathy and naturopathy there, that is a, a big, a big point of confusion, and which is made even more confusing by the fact that historically, naturopathy and homeopathy were separate and distinct medical professions. And before the monopolistic takeover of the marketplace orchestrated by the Carnegies and the Rockefellers in the early 1900s, there were lots of homeopathic medical schools. The, there were more, I believe, homeopathic medical schools than any other type of medical school in the country. But they all went by the wayside <clears throat> after the Flexner report, right? When Congress granted the American Medical Association exclusive control over who couldn't who can practice medicine. But the point here is that now, in the 21st century, the only place that you can get training, education and clinical experience with homeopathy is at the naturopathic medical schools. Hmm. So naturopathic doctors are taught a little bit of homeopathy, 
right? Okay. We're taught a little bit of a lot of things, um, all inside of the greater holistic framework. And it's the, the I had a miracle cure with homeopathy when I was a senior at pre-med at the University of Massachusetts. It's why I became a naturopathic doctor. Wow. But, you know, in a perfect world, all things being equal, there would be equal access to all of these different disciplines. Your medical insurance would pay for all of it. And universities would do research on all of it. And it would be a wonderful thing then if we had an even playing field. It's, it's always been remarkable to me that people will get up in arms against, you know, corporate monopolies and, oh, there shouldn't be a communications monopoly and there shouldn't be a financial monopoly and there shouldn't be a food monopoly and, and rightly so. But when it comes to medicine. Oh, it's a huge monopoly and it's, and everybody's okay with it. Well, not everybody. I think we're well, breaking away. I hope so. So, so <laughs> and you're going to help me break away. So, um, I have one. Here's a question that I get all the time. Uh, COVID. COVID people lose hair. A lot of women are complaining that after they survived the COVID, they got over it, whatever we want. To, that's a whole other discussion, but whatever we want to call it, that syndrome that people get. And hair loss does seem to be an issue. Now, I know part of it is just hormonal cycling, that, that we can blame some of it on that. But are there nutritional, is there a nutritional answer for this? Because that's something that, you know, I don't think the Rogaine and all the pharmaceutical stuff is doing very much, to be honest. So, so right. So there's a saying in diagnostic science that when you hear hoofbeats, you think about horses before you think about zebras, right. right? Now, you've got to have the correct data points in order to be able to put those pieces together. So the first thing to consider when people experience hair loss, especially if it's after a physiological stress, is that their body has simply, because of the physiological stress, run out of the nutrients necessary to keep the hair healthy. And the body has a triage system. So if this is how many nutrients the human body needs to make everything run, when it starts running out of things, it's not going to rob nutrients from the heart. It's going to rob nutrients from non-essential tissue right. in order to keep the essential organs alive. So the first thing to consider with hair loss after, especially after a physiological stress is it's a, a simple undiagnosed, unrecognized nutrient deficiency syndrome. And this, this uh, brings to light a very important point that only myself and my colleagues are talking about. And this is important. So when most medical doctors start getting their feet wet or experimenting with medical nutrition, They'll use nutrients and vitamins and minerals the same way that they were trained to use drugs. And Linus Pauling was the perfect example. Large doses of vitamin C, intravenous vitamin C, right? That's one nutrient. Right. And there was bang from that. There were positive effects from that, but there were also net negative effects because in the human body, it's all about the balance. So using single nutrients, large doses of single nutrients, is referred to in my profession as fractionated nutrition. And it's better than no nutrition. But what's better than fractionated nutrition by a country mile is holistic medical nutrition. So instead of giving the body a boatload of three vitamins, <laughs> you give the body everything that it needs. 100% 
of what it needs and let the body sort it out because this is the fundamental foundation philosophy that naturopathic medicine is based upon. The human body knows how to fix itself. The human body wants to fix itself. The human body is trying to fix itself, but it needs help, right? We need to put on clothes. We need to bathe the body. We need to give the body air. We need to give it water. We need to protect it from the environment. Well, guess what? There's a whole bunch of nutrients that the body also needs, but they're not in the food anymore. Right. And there's a reason for that. And you are exactly correct. And this goes back to what I was trying to communicate a, a minute ago. As I've gone down the road here, right, with, especially with medical nutrition, myself and my colleagues have discovered 12 foods that people shouldn't even look at, let alone eat because these foods are big, bad voodoo daddies, and they have net negative effects over time. And every single one of those foods, not just two or one or three, all 12 are what people eat all the time. And that could not happen by coincidence. I mm. do believe that all of this was orchestrated a long time ago, that the food that we're eating is making us sick, and that the medicine that we have access to is only meant to manage the problem. And who wins in a situation like that? Pfizer, Moderna, right. GlaxoSmithKline, it's nuts. Well, and that's one of the things I think that when I was still practicing orthopedics, uh, woke me up to, the couple things woke me up to how bad our system was. One was how long it took to get newly understood physiologic truth into practice. It's like 20 years. I found that out. And so we know something is true today, and it usually takes 20 years to get into practice. Um, and the half-life of truth is about 20 years. In other words, things we believe true today, 50% of them we will know are wrong in 20 years. So when they stand up and tell you, we absolutely know that ivermectin doesn't work or whatever they're trying to tell you, they're probably, just on random chance alone, they're 50% wrong. But the other thing that really woke me up is how many people come in, and, and I was a spine surgeon, so I wasn't seeing them for medical problems but they would come in and it was the rare person over 70 who didn't have a string of 20 medications. Yeah. Now, one of the things I'm excited about is going to your kind of nutritional support rather than having my own in my own life, having to take 20 individual bottles of things and put them into a little, my, my ritual every three months, put them into these little cases because I agree with you. It's not, it, we, we shouldn't be doing it that way. We should be, we should be doing it more naturally. So what's the, wh wh how do we do it? Well, so you need the right dog for the hunt, right? I mean, if you, and it's a point that's well taken, you know, if you had a problem with a tooth, here's what you would not do. You would not do a, a web search then, and buy dental equipment <laughs> and figure out how to fix the cavity and then try to do it yourself. You wouldn't do that. No. You would network for a really good dentist and then go to go to the really good dentist. So because of the medical monopoly that's been in place since 1912, nobody has any idea what naturopathic medicine is. Nobody knows how to pronounce it. Nobody knows what naturopathic doctors do. And in a perfect world, when people started to see the light and understood, and understood that pharmaceuticals can only take you so far. And that if you really want to build health, you need another strategy. Well, they would go to see a licensed naturopathic doctor because that's our, that's what we do. 
we're experts in that. We liter literally wrote the books on, on science-based clinically-fied medical nutrition, but, you know, because people don't know that we exist, they don't. But we've, we've got your back. We've got this dialed in. Nice. A colleague of mine years ago did 25 million, was in charge of $25 million of research. Um, took him 10 years. The resulting book that was published from all this research is in the Smithsonian Institution now. It's a national treasure. And it basically rewrote our understanding of the relationship between nutrients and health. Um, it was a remarkable piece of work, and it really opened up whole new vistas in the wonderful world of medical nutrition. So what it boils down to is that in order for our bodies to work the way that God and nature intended them to, there are 90 nutrients that have to go into down the hatch on a regular basis, 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 aminos, and two essential fats. But the problem is, and here's the, the tragedy, that this was reported to Congress in the 1930s. Minerals represent 66% of the body's nutrient needs, two-thirds. Things like calcium and sulfur and zinc, right? Body can't make them, body needs them. Plants can't make them, animals can't make them, we need them. The only way that minerals get into the food is if they're in the soil. But the way that big agriculture has taught farmers to grow food depletes the minerals that are there. Now, there weren't enough minerals in the soil anyway, but when they use herbicide and pesticide to grow the food, mono, and you know they start cloning the food, Right. The amount of minerals that's in the food dramatically goes down. And we knew that in the 1930s. That was reported to Congress in the 1930s, that the amount of minerals in the food is dramatically declining. So as the amount of nutrients, especially minerals, goes down, the amount of chronic disease goes up. And who's that good for? That's good for the pharmaceutical industry, right? So it's, and this is a simple fix. I mean, this isn't flipping rocket science, Right. I mean, it's just like an automobile. You got to put, you got to put oil in it. You got to put transmission fluid in it. You got to put air in the tires. You got to have power steering fluid, you, you know, you, and you need to put the right fuel in the tank. Well, it's right. the same with the human body. So we need 90 nutrients <clears throat> and we have figured out a recipe which secures all 90 nutrients, all 90, not just one or two in mega doses. But here's the very important point. All 90 in formulations, which are synergistic in effect and which are easy for the human body to absorb. Yeah, for instance, that's then absorption. that's a gigantic thing. Yeah. It's a yeah. gigantic thing. I, I told Dave Janda this story and we still get a chuckle from it every now and then. Years ago, I had a patient who had a porta potty business in Florida. And we were, I was telling him about, the, you know, it's important the type of vitamin that you get because you, you either absorb it or you don't. And he said, I understand what you mean. Um, I see that all the time in my porta potty business. I said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, in Florida, the majority of people who live in Florida are elderly and they all take Centrum Silver and we oh. dump out the porta potties and guess what comes out? Centrum Silver's. 
I said, how do you know it's a Centrum Silver and not, you know, a drug? He said, "I because you can read Centrum Silver. On so the it's still readable. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's a hard-pressed tablet with a shellac coating to make it easy to swallow, but. Doesn't, it doesn't get anywhere. Doesn't get anywhere. That's a, this is a really big deal because, you know, it's not, ultimately, it's not what you swallow. It's what you absorb. And so, for instance, the calcium supplement that. I recommend people to take it's over 90% absorbable. Whereas a over-the-counter calcium supplement at the local health food store would be 15% absorbable if you were lucky. Mm -hmm. And these numbers make a difference. So we've put it all together. And oh, by the way, it's available at the medicalrebelshop.com. Well, and, and I'm looking forward to uh to to doing this because like I say, I'm, I'm happy now to get rid of multiple pills. You know, yeah. uh, this is, this is, this started out for me as so many medical things do. You know, I started out when I didn't like the way I was feeling as I turned 50, I went to the American Academy of anti-aging medicine and my mouth dropped open for about three days as I heard things I hadn't heard in medicine before that made, that were scientifically based, but we didn't learn it because we were being, the, the truth is being hidden from us. And, uh, and I think it's, I think this is where we need to go. So this is awesome. I, I think we're going to talk about specific things. Um, like if you were going to pick one thing to start with, you have the 90 minerals or the 90 supplements everybody needs. Are you also, by the way, going to tell us what foods we shouldn't eat the 12? I tell you right now, but this is going to be the last time that you like me. Dr. Okay, I, I'm so afraid you're going to tell me that my homegrown tomatoes aren't good. Oh my god! So this this list with a little um, video which explains why these foods are bad gets into why, because I really one of my strengths and one of the things that I'm dedicated to is educating people. You know, people need to know why, and most doctors don't. They're not. They don't do that, right? So so so. The, found, the Healthy Foundation Pack, which is a, a three separate nutritional supplements, gives you all 90 essential nutrients. It's called the Healthy Foundation Pack, and it's available at the medicalrebelshop.com. Um, the Healthy Foundation Pack, it's a combination of three different nutritional supplements, or four, I'm sorry, four different nutritional supplements. They're all liquid, um, and it's a wonderful thing. If you, if you start to take this stuff even just for one month into your body, the switches are going to turn on that have been turned off for a long time because it will ostensibly arguably be the first time in your life that your body's been completely neutrified. Right. And that's a game changer. So, you know, sleep gets better. Energy gets better. Mood gets better. Sex drive gets better. A little aches and pains get better. Things improve. Why? Because your body's neutrified and and, you know, again, it's not rocket science. Okay, but here are the 12 bad foods. You ready? Okay. <laughs> okay. Be, but I, I'm going to write them down, okay? <laughs> I'll get the video from you later, but okay, let's hit it. I'll try to get these straight if I can remember them off the top of my head. Here we go. Wheat, barley, rye, and oats. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm okay with that. I already am off that. Okay, so we're I'm big advocates oats, but... of, of gluten-free. Yeah. Because those are the grains that contain gluten. Right. You can eat any other grain that you want. Just don't eat wheat, barley, rye, or oats, please. Number five, oil in a bottle. Sorry. Even avocado oil. 
if it's yeah olive oil avocado oil canola oil well that i know if it's oil in a bottle it's got to go because the oil will oxidize um the longer that it's on the shelf and if you cook with it on a on a skillet or a griddle it oxidizes almost instantaneously and when you consume an oxidized oil you're consuming a nasty little chemical called um, heterocyclic amine, which is not good. No. Um, and it, now, I had and it, been avoiding the, the man-made oils, the, the pressed oils, the agro-oils, but I had not been avoiding olive oil and coconut oil. And um, uh, Now, here's a workaround. If you have an avocado. olive bush, a lot of people do, you know, you can pluck the olives off of it, squeeze the oil out of them in a little press and and eat it immediately yeah fresh it's okay but don't let it it doesn't oxidize but you still can't cook with it yeah but the workaround for that is we're perfectly fine with lard oh yeah i am too i use lard and lard and butter duck fat beef fat goose fat bacon you know bacon fat it's all good Um, and your food will taste a million times better okay so wheat barley rhino it's oil in a bottle Number six, fried food. Fried food will kill you slowly. There was a Harvard guy, his name was Lucien LePage. Um, years ago, he was a statistician. He did a map of the United States, county by county, with life expectancies. And if you look at the map, everybody below the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, I remember that. Significantly shorter lifespan. <laughs> was like, well, what the heck? Well, everybody below the Mason-Dixon line eats fried food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's a religion in the South. Right. And that's why. So I don't even want people to be downwind of fried food. Um, And that's anything that's cooked in a fryolator or anything that's cooked in a skillet with oil. Okay. So the next food on the list is the skins of baked potatoes, yams, or sweet potatoes. Yeah, I'm okay with that one, too. Because they also concentrate a nasty chemical that will hurt you if you eat enough of it. The potato itself, you can eat. Right. Or if you boil it or steam it, you can eat the skin. But the skins themselves of a baked potato, yam or sweet potato, it's... Is that the acrylamide problem? That may be the acrylamide problem. That's the same thing. That's like, yeah. So, I because I I love new, new boiled potatoes, the new ones right out of the garden, so... I can boil them. I can do the Irish technique, but I just can't fry them. Yeah. Okay. Um, They're really good if you, if you chop up some parsley. Yep. And put the parsley in with the potatoes, a little butter, salt, and pepper. Yep. That's what I do. I'm getting hungry right now. All right. (laughs) So far I can live with this. (laughs) All right. Okay, good. Next food on the list is a carbonated beverage with a meal. Yeah. Because the bubbles will neutralize your stomach acid. And you don't want to neutralize your stomach acid when you're eating. And stomach acid deficiencies, from my point of view, are probably the number one or the number two physiological deficiencies that people have, and they just don't know it. And by the way, heartburn is caused by not enough stomach acid instead of too much stomach acid. Yeah. Right. So it's a kind of a big deal. And we could talk at length about that at another time. So we don't want to do anything while we're eating to diminish stomach acid and carbonated beverage does that, even if it's just Perrier. 
Okay. Know. Next food on the list is uh, meat that has nitrates added as preservatives. You can eat as much meat as you want, as long as it's nitrate free. Yeah. And that goes for your Thanksgiving turkey and your, your uh, St. Patrick's Day corned beef, especially. Get it nitrate free. Get your bacon nitrate free. Right. Next thing, meat itself. We're good with red meat, but you shouldn't eat it well done. Right. I'm good with because all that. well done red meat also concentrates heterocyclic amines and will hurt you over time. And this is why you'll see studies that say, oh, you know, there's a statistically significant increase of colon cancer with people that eat meat. Well, no, it's people that either eat fried meat or eat their meat well done. They don't make that distinction in the research. So if you're going to eat red meat, it's rare or medium rare. And the rarer, the better if you can stomach it. Okay. So let me see. So wheat, barley, rhino, oil in a bottle, fried food, uh, baked potatoes, uh, carbonated beverage, uh, nitrates and uh, meat itself. There's only two more. And this, these two came from the world health organization about five years ago. Corn or soy that's been genetically modified and or grown with glyphosate, which is also called Roundup, will, will cause three different types of cancer, death by heart attack and death by stroke. Yeah. So if you're going to eat corn or soy, I'm not a big soy fan for other reasons, but if you're going to eat corn or soy, make sure it's non-GMO and organic. Um, and I'd like to add another one to the list, bringing it to 13, which is kind of similar. So it's a little bit of a cheat, but it would be high fructose corn syrup. Oh, yeah. Which is in everything. Yeah, I'm surprised that isn't on their list. That's uh, yeah. I've had kind of taken with... kind of taken care of with the corn thing, but not really. Yeah, I've actually had people that have had uh, actual, uh, huge workups by gastroenterologists and liver biopsies and everything because they had chronically elevated liver enzymes. And, and then you can ask them about their diet and they're, they're drinking all this uh, Pepsi or something with high fructose corn syrup, get them off that and the thing clears up. So amazing. It's amazing. And, um, you know, honestly, I'm doing pretty good on this. Now, the only, the only problem I would have with the fried foods, I'm just going to say would be, I, um, I like Chinese cooking. My, my son, it's an excellent chef and he likes to cook Chinese from an old girlfriend and uh, like, like bok choy sauteed rapidly in the, in the skillet, but that's still considered fried foods. Or is that, are we talking about, are we talking about chitlins and, and no, 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 that's still considered fried food. And also understand, you know, this is like, um, uh, uh, you know, the tar that's in cigarettes and asbestos. This is not like strychnine that a little bit of it, you're going to die from it immediately. This is accumulating amounts of it. So, you know, you're going to have right. Chinese food once every three months. I, I'm okay with that. As long as your body's replete with the nutrients it needs. Right. But it's, uh, it, but most people, you think about it. I mean, every time I travel, I'm horrified because I go to the food court in the airport and 99.9% .9 yeah. of everything that everybody's eating is killing them slowly. And they have no idea. 
Right. I'm horrified by it. So it's the quantity that's the thing, right? right. It's, it's a slow death over time, like the straws that broke the camel's back. One of my favorite, I have a picture of it somewhere, but one of my favorite things was going in. I happened to see the, um, I don't remember what, what gas station it was, but they made a big deal about how you wouldn't give your car bad quality. You know, you wouldn't eat bad quality. You wouldn't eat poison. You wouldn't give your car bad quality fuel. And then you leave the, you know, you, you, you put the pump and then you go in to pay or whatever. And it's just filled with bad quality food for you. So they're taking care of your car, not you. Well, my, my people are destroyed by lack of knowledge. And again, it goes back to the medical monopoly. So, I mean, and by the way, these things are academic. I mean, some people try to argue them, but they always fail. But why isn't this information? Why doesn't everybody know this? Why doesn't everybody know that you need 90 essential nutrients? Why doesn't everybody know that these foods are bad for you? Why? Why? Well, it's because of the monopoly. And I have to tell you something, Dr. Merritt. This monopoly is so complete that most people don't even know that it's a monopoly. Oh, I know. I mean, this and they is where the term alternative came from. Right. They don't they don't really understand why they're not getting the truth now. And and I've I've now, now my my podcast group knows this, but you know, the pharmaceutical companies are the biggest funder of Congress, they're the biggest funder of the FDA, their patents fund the CDC, they fund politics at all levels, and they they're the biggest funding of the media. And you know, there's just no question that that's what they and and the AMA is just owned by these owned by them. So the AMA people think the AMA represents doctors. It only represents 13% of doctors in private practice or in practice. But they've taken care of that because they've rounded us all up into hospitals now. But yeah, you're right. It's it's uh, it's actually horrible and um, it needs to change. We need the the right. if we if we had had a free medical market in this country three years ago. All of this coronavirus misdirection, propagandized nonsense would never have happened. Would never have happened. First of all, doctors would be willing to stand up and speak the truth, but they're being cowed because they all work for hospitals now and they'll lose their employment. Um, right. You know, I can speak to that. So, yeah, you're right. It would not have happened. But 2022 is a year that we take our world back and we take our medical freedom back. And so that's why I've asked you to be on, because I think this is my first step, not my first step, but my first step to open up the, this to my clients, to my friends, to the people that listen to me, to get off this plantation that the pharmaceutical companies, and I, it's really pharma egg, what pharma egg has brought us. So it's not just, I mean, that's why I'm glad you took the time to talk to us about the food, because it's not, it's pharmaceutical, it's pharmaceutical agents that we've been put down our throat instead of good quality food and the nutritional supplements that we needed in the right manner. You know, it's, from my point of view, it's, it's very ironic because when you, I mean, you just step back and think about it, the human body is so smart, it grew itself all by itself from a single cell. And right now, our bodies are managing millions of biochemical interactions, all of which are outside of our conscious control. This speaks to the inborn intelligence running the show of the human body. And this is what every system of holistic medicine understands. 
right? That the human body wants to fix itself. So the chiropractors support it in this way and the acupuncturists support it in this way and the homeopaths support it in this way and the naturopaths support it in this way. And all of these are important ways that people need to understand. I mean, every time I hear the term alternative, I cringe because it's pejorative. It's like yeah. saying that what myself and my colleagues do is alternative is like saying, well, the only real dog is a German shepherd and every other dog is an alternative dog, right? Right. right. We wouldn't stand for that culturally, but that's exactly what we've been socialized to get in medicine. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really, uh, what's the right word? Um, encouraged um, that you and Dave Janda and other people are finally standing up and speaking out about this and just educating people. Look, there are alternatives here. There are things that you can do outside of conventional medicine and you just you've been lied to about it for right. most of your life well I, you know dave janda and i being orthopedic surgeons when he told me that he had been on your basic pack now for uh, you know over a month i mean he's been on long term now but that he's an orthopedic surgeon and couldn't solve his own joint pain until he <laughs> repleted his nutrition and that means something and and my own experience, uh, just going to the A4M and learning about anti-aging medicine and that different look at the whole thing. Again, you know, um, I started I started realizing in my, this is a little orthopedic story, but I started realizing in my spine clinic when these women would come in and they would say, they were there for back pain, but they would say, oh, my, my joints all hurt too, actually. Because I'd say, does any other joint hurt? Well, yeah, they kind of all hurt. Now, my new question started being, Okay, when did you go off, off your postmenopausal hormones? Because it turns out that, you know, lack of progesterone gives you joint pain also. So there's so many things that modern medicine doesn't do for you because, as you say, they're just reactionary, not, not proactive. And there's a, there's a meme that I have that shows this uh, guy with a bunch of stuff stuffed in his mouth, and it says, the pharmaceutical companies don't make money if you're dead. And they don't make money if you're well. It's that in-between sweet spot where they make money. And that's where we are in this whole thing. Yeah, well, 100%. We've been, you know, we've been boondoggled, hook, line, and sinker. And, you know, again, it's not the drug. It's how it's used. Thank God for uh, general anesthesia. Thank God for the sterile technique. Thank God for surgery when it's necessary. Fantastic stuff. But also we need to bring the other systems of licensed and regulated science-based clinically verified systems of medicine. Everybody needs to have a say in this. It needs to be a free medical market. And that's what's desperately needed here. And education, right? Education is the way to go. You know, I really, I really hope that 2022 is a year where things turn around. I really do because, because the, you know, number one, the truth has a ring to it. Yep. And once you've experienced the truth, you're in its velvet grass forever. And number two, lies also have a ring to them. Yeah. And I think more and more people are waking up now to the just the unbelievable misdirection that's been promulgated here on behalf of Big Pharma. Oh, yeah. I, I like Boris Yeltsin once said, when you know, remember when he was, 
he was being uh, held kind of, they had tanks and everything pointed at him and he's standing out there on the front of the Russian White House. And he, he said in Russian that, you know, you, you, can, you can sit on a throne of bayonets, but you can't sit on it for long. And I think the lies are starting to come down about so many things, which is probably why COVID is now, because as people are waking up, this whole pharmaceutical industry is looking around saying, oh, we're about to go down. You know, we're about to have our, our rice bowl crushed. So I you know think what's another things. I think so. I think so. And here's a, here's a interesting data point I just became aware of a couple of weeks ago. Worldwide, people spend just as much money on nutritional supplements as they do on drugs. It's neck and neck. And the pharmaceutical industry knows this. Mm -hmm. And this is why, you know, you have direct to consumer ads on the TV all of the time because they're pushing, 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 pushing because they know it's neck and neck. And then, you know, every once in a while, like Dick Durbin in Illinois, right, he'll, he'll try to like sponsor a bill that regulates nutritional supplement sales. It's like, it's nonsense. Right. And that's, but, they're, they keep trying and they're probably going to continue to try. I think one of the problems that, that the average consumer has is that, and I've had this, I, I actually was going to write a book about this, about how you deal with supplements, because it's, you know, it's hard. People can spend a lot. They can spend all that money and they cannot get the benefit from them. You know, well, that's the other side of the coin. And you're, and that happens right. a lot. And that's why my profession right. is desperately needed. Right. And that's, and that's why I'm reaching out to you because I don't want that. Now I have a couple things I love on my site, like carbon 60. It's, it's, it is natural in the sense that it, it, this is a, in fact, that's my background today, the buckyball of carbon. Uh, you know, it, it exists in Shungite in Russia, but it's not something that's generally in any kind of food, but it's an autoimmune, I mean, it's an anti-immune, antioxidant that like no other. So it's a really, really wonderful chemical. Not all chemicals are bad, but we need to figure out what we need to spend our money on. Nobody's, nobody's infinitely rich. And so we have to, well, some are, but not most of us. So we have to determine what's the most bang for our buck. And I think obviously you want to get things that are absorbed and you want to get things that I'm, I'm, I, again, I don't like to have 20 bottles and I don't think most people do. There's no point in replacing your, or some lack of benefit from replacing all these other, you know, your, your, you know, all the, all the pharmaceutical 20 bottles with these 20 bottles of pills otherwise. So we want to get so a better way to do it. What's the difference, right? But, and you know, it's, um, it's a point that's well taken because the nutritional supplement industry is, you know, it's a mercantile industry and people are there to make profit. And, uh, I, there's a guy that I went to school with before he became a naturopath, he was a pharmacist. And when he graduated naturopathic school, this was way back in the early 80s, um, he looked around at the nutritional supplement industry and he was horrified at the lack of regulation that was there. So he started a nutritional supplement company, the intention of which was to raise the bar on quality control. And I was having lunch with him once um, the years ago and you know, I kind of sat him down and I said, you know, I, I get what you're saying about quality control, but what does that mean pragmatically? He said, well, since we instituted a high level of quality control and we check every batch of raw materials instead of doing skip lot testing 
where, you know, most companies test every third or fourth batch. Since we started testing every batch of raw material, we send back 20% because it's contaminated or it's grade C instead of grade A or it's mislabeled. You know, it's not vitamin C, it's vitamin D. A big 25 kilogram, it's the wrong stuff or it's, you know, it's got mice feces in it or whatever. He said, we send it back. Now he said, do you think that the the manufacturer throws it out? He said, no, they're going to sell it to somebody else. So, you know, it's nutritional supplement companies are not. Not all the same. They're not all the same. And this is. I will ring my own bell here for a minute. The, the supplements that I recommend my patients take and people in the general public, the reason that I recommend these instead of anything else is because of 33 years of clinical experience. And that, that makes a gigantic difference. So my recommendations stand and they're based on clinical results rather than you know nutritional supplement company propaganda. And that's right. a big deal. Well, excellent. Well, I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, I hope you come back again with some updates. Or thanks, Doctor Merritt. I'm at your yeah. disposal. The, there's a million things to learn here. Absolutely, and, and for your listening audience to understand, and you know, I'm at your disposal. And I, I well, that would be great. Maybe we can take a, a particular topic next time, and that you think is important for people to understand. And um, and I'm also going to have a Brighton. Uh, TV s- slot here on Wednesday evening. So maybe we can do that too. That would be maybe excellent. Whatever works for you works for me. I'm, I will, I will stand yeah. up on anybody's hill and wave my flag <laughs> as often as I can, because I will tell you one thing to end with. And, you know, I, I don't want to sound too uh, pedantic, but most people wouldn't believe the amount of suffering that conventional medicine generates in human beings. Most of it is completely unnecessary. And it's all because people only have access to one type of medicine. They don't know about this other stuff. And it's a tragedy because often we don't, the naturopaths don't have the, you know, the secret decoder ring to all things medical and the cure for everything. We don't, but what we do have and what we do bring to the table is a very sophisticated health recovery paradigm that's science-based and clinically verified. And it's often really pretty easy to implement. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. That's what we need. That's what we need. Everybody understand it. Thank you so much. Thanks. And we'll have you back again. Thanks. All right. Hope you found that interesting. Um, like I said, Dr. Gilliden's a good friend of mine. I've been working with him for years and um, since the early 2000s. And, well, no, about the early teens, I guess you could say. <clears throat> but he pretty much echoed everything I've been saying because what he's been saying is what Dr. Wallach has been saying for years. And we're both echoing Dr. Wallach. That's who he was talking about with the guy with the uh, um, uh, doing the 10, 10 year, $25 million federally funded study. The book that Dr. Wallach wrote. Uh, as a result of that study is in the National Archives as a or the Smithsonian Institute as a national treasure. Right now, if you try and buy a copy, if you can find it on Amazon or anywhere else, you're looking about twenty two, twenty five hundred dollars, and um, it's a wealth of knowledge. But it's based on that ten years of research and 
thousands and thousands and thousands of autopsies and uh, blood, uh, millions of uh, uh, histopathologies and all kinds of stuff that he did during that time. And uh, originally it was supposed to be written by a whole group of guys, but they all fell off along the way. And he was the ultimate author of the entire book. And one other guy whose name is at the top is a well-known doctor apparently at the time that just wrote like the foreword to it. <laughs> but Wallach did all the research and the actual writing. And of course the products that he's talking about that have uh, had such great results in his 33 years of clinical experience are the same products that I have on yourdiyhealth.com and that's the longevity product line. They are fantastic. Um, they are what I use to restore my health back uh, 2012, 2013. And if you haven't heard that list, uh, go to the website, yourdiyhealth.com, click on the Who Am I tab, and scroll to the bottom. The top part just talks about uh, my history and things like that, you know, all that stuff. But at the bottom, it talks about longevity and a short list of things that I've gotten rid of using science-based clinically verified medical nutrition. And it's, no, it's not really a short list. It's quite lengthy. But it's things that a lot of people suffer with on a daily basis, and they go to MDs for and never get relief. They only get symptom suppression. And that's the sad part is, you know, when you go to an MD for a health condition, if it's a chronic health condition, they're not going to give you answers or solutions. They're going to give you symptom mitigation drugs that you will no doubt be on for the rest of your life. And each one of those drugs comes along with its own basket full of negative side effects. You know, if you take high blood pressure meds like hydrochlorothiazide or statin drugs like um, uh, Zocor, Crestor, Lipitor, within two to five years, you will be a type 2 diabetic because those drugs cause type 2 diabetes. And most doctors know that. You know, they have a list of side effects, and it's in there. But do they care? No. They'll just give you another drug whenever the new disease comes along, and that further makes money for them, further makes money for the drug companies, and further hooks you onto their uh, never-ending roller coaster ups and downs of just garbage. On the other hand, Number one, if somebody tries to put you on Crestor, Lipitor, or any of the other statin drugs, you can tell them to go pound sand because cholesterol is not a problem. It's only in the problem in the minds of the physicians who make money by pushing the drugs and the drug companies who actually propagandize the physicians to make sure that they believed that cholesterol was a problem. Cholesterol has never, high cholesterol has never been linked to any health issue whatsoever. At the very best, it might be like the red warning lamp on your dashboard of your car. It might be signaling that there's a problem somewhere else in the system, like you might have a blood sugar problem or something else, but it is not being caused by high cholesterol. High cholesterol is being caused by that other problem. And when you deal with that other problem, the cholesterol goes to where it's supposed to be. You never want it below 220. And doctors will try and get you below 200 or, in some cases, 100. And when that happens, you will not be able to remember your own name, guaranteed, because low cholesterol is the cause of Alzheimer's disease and yes, a lot of other neurodegenerative diseases. Somebody got uh, Mark, come on in, buddy. Hey, uh, you know what freaks me out about, about all that, though, is that all these companies that are basing uh, not only their income, but like their retirees' income and all that, on 
selling things like, well, for instance, say a Pizza Hut, <laughs> you know, or, or any of these others, right, that are selling you something that's not good for you. Yep. Right? Yep. And, and yet, you know, the, their entire existence is based on them being able to sell it and, uh, you know, uh, all the people that are working for them are counting on some kind of benefit from it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And, and and it's just it's you think about how rampant that is, you know, in our uh, in our economy, it's everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's the thing, and, so, and that's so, what I, that's what I was covering on the morning show, uh, reading for like the first hour, out of shots fired by Shannon. Um, what was her last name? Shannon. 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 Oh man. Oh, I hate when that happens. But anyway, um, you know, she was covering you know the second chapter of her book the situation with the Rockefellers and the Carnegies. And they're the ones that basically set this whole system up. You know, they've been working on it for over 100 years now through the Flexner Report, the AMA, and all the other things where they basically fund all these things that basically direct people into pharmaceutical drugs and crappy food. And then they own everything and they make all the money from it. I love when people say, well, yeah, uh, Elon Musk is the richest man in the world, or Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world. Those two guys couldn't carry the golf clubs for, you know, the Rockefellers. The Rockefellers could buy and sell Musk and and Bezos and all the rest of them all day long. You know, the ones that are really rich, you don't even hear about. They're trillionaires. They're getting rich. They're usurping uh, your wealth at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and they're making you ill. Yeah. I don't know if you got chat open, but I put a couple of graphics that I made up while this was being uh, played. Uh, the first one is a doctor laughing. <laughs> and says, we don't care about your health. We only care about our wealth. And then the next one is survive and thrive. You don't need a doctor. And it's all basically carnivore diet. And for the people in the left-hand, lower left-hand corner that see that little glass of a golden liquid, um, don't make the mistake of thinking that's oil. That's pee-pee. <laughs> that's urine, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> urine yeah, therapy. and just make that one point, Sarge, so I'll, I'll let you carry on. Well, you know, um, this morning, and you, you heard me, um, my voice probably hasn't changed much, but my sinuses were really plugging up. I was really stuffy this morning. And after that little uh, sip of golden nectar during the video playing, that's all gone away. My sinuses are oh. fine now. And uh, I just had another you know, sip while this video was playing. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Barbara O'Neill uh, saw a video on and She had recommended golden seal for, uh, for sinus issues. Hmm. That wouldn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah. So it's something I've never tried, but I, I thought, well, I guess if it ever got really bad, I guess I could always try it. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, some of the uh, some of the longevity products, especially our good herbs, uh, herbal tinctures, have golden seal in it. Um, the guy that does our uh, good herbs, his name is Brett Brashwadi, and he's probably one of the top herbalists in the world. And um, according to Dr. Glidden, there are no better herbal tinctures than good herbs. So those things are phenomenal, and I take them on a regular basis. Um, and unfortunately they don't have one specifically for voices <laughs> for hoarseness or whatnot. <laughs> uh, but again, I feel perfectly fine. The only thing is my voice is kind of funky and it'll probably be gone one, tonight, tomorrow or Thursday at the latest. The one but, question that I was uh, hoping that she would ask him 
is can you ever, you know, you know, just for people who are curious, right? Mm-hmm. Could you ever, you know, get too much of a good thing? <laughs> He's covered that on his back in the back in the day. This is uh, oh goodness, years and years ago. Uh, when he had a he had a show on Genesis Communications called Fire Your MD Now, and he actually looked into that. And um, with every thing on Earth, basically, there's what's known as an LD50, which is the lethal dose where 50% of the people that take that dose would kill them. And just as an example, our uh, OsteoFX, our liquid calcium that he said you know is over 90%, it's closer to 98% absorbable. The other thing he didn't mention is the very best calcium on the market, uh, which you can only get by prescription from doctors, is only about 66% absorbable. The junk you buy in stores, you might as well not even waste your money on. But uh, OsteoFX is one that he looked into, and the LD50 for that was so high, you'd have to drink like 40 bottles a day, 40 quart bottles a day, in order to get enough to kill you. Nobody's going to do that. And the same is pretty much true of most other nutrients. There, to my knowledge, no one has ever died or even gotten really badly sick taking nutritional supplements. Now, when you compare that with just uh, Zocor, or not Zocor, um, uh, Celebrex, <laughs> that one killed so many people, the manufacturer took it off the market because they were getting sued too much. And the, the FDA didn't pull it, the manufacturer did. The FDA didn't care because they weren't getting sued. <laughs> they should be, but they weren't. So, yeah, um, nutrients are not unsafe at all. They're completely healthy. The BS from MDs, when, oh, yeah, you don't need to drink that. You could overdose on that, or you, it could be toxic, or all this other garbage. That's baloney. That, again, is more propaganda given to them by the drug companies. There, somewhere there is probably a list of this is what you tell your patients when they ask you about nutritional supplements. And it's got a whole, just gives you expensive urine, you know, all that kind of junk. There's no yeah. truth to any of it. I remember uh, when I was having my little issues, uh, oh, it's been, oh, I don't know, it's been uh, about 10 years ago now. But uh, when I was having those little issues and I decided to finally go see a doctor and all that, and they wanted to give me uh, four different pills, you know, and I had brought in all these supplements I was taking, right? And uh, and he and and I go well. I, don't, I really don't want to take pharmaceuticals. And he goes, well, what do you think you're taking there? You got all those pills. It's, it's the same thing, you know. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you know. That's and, uh, crazy. So, you know, it turned out my issue was was kind of what yours was. You know, it was uh, the low stomach acid and mm-hmm. the inability to absorb. Yeah. You know. Once you can absorb, you know, all the supplements that you were taking to try to fix the problem start to work. Exactly. Life gets gooder and gooder every every single day. And that's the thing, you know, if, if people could just realize, you know, number one, when you go to an MD, they're going to put you on drugs, and it's a downhill spiral from there. You go to a naturopath like Dr. Glidden, unfortunately, there aren't very many. But one who really understands what's going on, they're going to put you on nutritional supplements, which are going to improve your life so well that you will never have to see your MD again. And it's been 10 or 15 years for me. You know, I fired my MD long before I got on board with Glidden and Wallach, and I've been, on, I've been working with them for 13 years now. So, uh, yeah, it's been quite some time. And... Uh, once I started the longevity supplements, I stopped the Prilosec. That was the only drug I was taking, and I haven't needed it since. I mean, my, my gastric reflex went from, you know, 
swallowing water was like swallowing fire to now I can eat anything. You know, I love hot stuff. You know, anything yeah. with, you know, spices, I love that stuff, and it doesn't bother me a bit. Do you think, like, slippery elm or aloe vera would have also helped uh, at least temporarily? Um, it might have, you know, it would, that's the difference. It would help somewhat with, you know, again, it wor- it's working along the same lines as the drugs from the standpoint that it's just mitigating the symptoms. It's not going to mm-hmm. fix them. You know, that's the thing right. because it's nutrition that you're lacking that causes the problem in the first place. And that's one of the problems where, you know, I love essential oils. They're fantastic things. I'm actually diffusing some of uh, Cody's, uh, what is it, um, shoot, uh, Robbers and Thieves or Thieves and Robbers oil, which is great for all kinds of stuff. But I've got a little diffuser on my desk that's running right now. And, um, you know, the, the problem people that, you know, are big in essential oils think is, oh, this is great, you know. I've got a girl at church, you know, I love her dearly, but she's big in uh, – one of the best young uh, the best oil companies out there and she's always carrying around this uh well she calls it a purse (laughs) but it is loaded there's bottles and bottles and bottles of essential oils in there one of the big problems with those things is they're they're plant medicines they'll help with something the same way you know these are the kind of things that drugs are based on but again they don't get rid of the problem they only mitigate the symptoms yeah, and, and, but that's the question I had, though. I mean, like, instead of, like, Prilosec or some, you mm-hmm. know, uh, some kind of a... Yeah, uh, there's different natural know, things that can help with that. Yeah, um, some kind of a protein pump inhibitor. You know, uh, if, if you were to do something like that until you could finally, you know, fix the problem, right? So let, let's say that you start, you know, because you want to mitigate the symptoms. So you go, okay, well, maybe I can do aloe vera or maybe I can do... Uh, you know, like slippery elm or something like yeah. that. Okay, and that and that'll coat the esophagus. It'll coat the stomach. Okay, so so that'll be a temporary solution, right? Mm-hmm. And then while you're doing that, uh, at the same time, uh, you've got to do things to uh, to bring that stomach acid uh, up to a level that uh, that'll fix the issue. Yeah, or you could just get on the right stuff in the first place, a healthy body start pack, and your problem will be over right now. Um, yeah, how long did that take uh, you to finally uh, get rid of the, uh, you know, the, those the really bad symptoms like that? I stopped the Prilosec the same day. I, I started taking the longevity supplements April 22nd of 2012, and up to that point, I had been on Prilosec every single day for about the last 12 or 13 years. I stopped taking Prilosec on April 22nd, 2012, and I never had any more problems since then. The reason for that is it takes about seven days for the Prilosec to completely get out of your system. And by that time, the nutrition was kicking in and doing its job. So there's an overlap there that I didn't have any problems at all. And, man, before that, it was absolute nightmare. If I got got off that stuff for over a week, it would come back with a – it was just unbelievable. Like I said, swallowing water was like swallowing fire. And I didn't have any of that. Like I said, there was enough overlap by the time the drugs got out, the the nutrition was doing its job, and I have not had a single problem with gastric reflux or anything like it since. So, you know, yeah. it's it's well, the know, way I to bought, go. I, I bought my wife that uh, that uh, calcium uh, supplement, the one that you take, mm-hmm. uh, the liquid. Yeah. Um, I bought her that. It's sitting here in the refrigerator. The osteo effect. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, and she, you know, and she's like, well, you know, 
she it should be gone by now. But she <laughs> consistency yeah. is the and, key. And, yeah, and and it's like and it's like look, you know, I now she's experiencing the kind of the similar issues to yours. It's not as bad, mm-hmm. but you know, like uh, certain foods, like if she eats, uh, you know, like a any kind of Italian, right? It's like you know, or like like last night I made a a stew, right? Yeah. Well, well, this stew, you know, when she ate the meat, she said, "Oh, but it's hurt. It hurts like going down." And I thought, well, you know, it sounds to me. Now I, I'm not a doctor, but I said, it sounds to me like you've got, you know, some sort of a reflux that, or something of that nature, that, uh, or that valve is, is not closing, or something like that, that is causing the esophageal issue. Either that, you know, some people have issues with their esophagus. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I'm not a doctor either. I don't play around yeah. with the esophagus and that kind of thing. But some people who have, like the folks that have a hard time swallowing pills, some of that is psychological, but some mm-hmm. of that is physical as well. They might have had some kind of a uh, issue in the, in the past that caused it to shrink. Um, probably some drugs that they were on. Chemotherapy can do that. Uh, and cause the shrinking said. of things and makes she it harder that. for anything. That, you know, the yeah. big thing, see, have her chew it more. You know, most people don't yep. chew things near enough, and it goes down in a big chunk instead of a, a slurry. And that see if that helps. She's not chewing enough. But yeah, yeah, she said ever since the that uh, round of chemo, mm-hmm. that that that's you know it, it's been kind of on ongoing. Yeah, um, it's it's on and off, but you know she she gets to where you know it just really bugs her. You know, you can tell she's in some sort of pain. Yeah, there's definite definite negative side effects that stick with you even if you survive the cancer and the chemo and everything else there's definite side effects that those things have on your body all over the place and yeah so uh, the reason i asked you those questions about like the slippery elm and all that is i thought well maybe some temporary relief until we can get her to take more of that calcium because i'm thinking i don't know i'm just trying to trying to find a way to mitigate you know to, to get to get rid of the problem yeah aloe vera may help um it's hard to say, but I would I would try number one chewing your food more or her food more, mm-hmm. and right. um, that would probably help. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, I just wanted to ask those questions because I was like, well, you know, that she's experiencing that the kind of what you experience, but it's not as bad as you know, like the mm-hmm. drink water. Oh, but, mine was really really bad. It was nasty. You know, I guess joke. You know, guys used to talk. You know, joke about cops and donuts. I could not eat a donut to save my life, or I would be in misery for a day afterwards. It would just kill me. All that sugar and everything would just flare things up. It was really bad. But uh, since then, I haven't had any trouble. Now I don't eat donuts for another reason. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty wild. And the other thing I wanted to touch on was Dr. Glidden. You know, he's talking about the bad foods. If you notice, every single one of those foods are eliminated simply by doing the carnivore diet. And that's a cool thing. So if you do that properly, you're getting rid of the things that are causing the vast majority of health issues in the first place. And it makes a big, 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 big difference. I'll tell you what. Got on the scale this morning. I was 184 pounds. That's the lowest I've been in 10 years probably. Since I had my big loss, I was down to 175. So I've got nine pounds to go. And I'll be back where I was when I retired from the police department in 1996. And... uh then I went up to 240, 
and got on the longevity stuff and dropped 70 pounds and uh, i'm almost back there and the nice thing is i haven't had to do a single thing other than just change what i'm eating and boy i'll tell you what what a difference it's uh, I weighed myself yesterday i was 152 Ooh, good check that out how tall are you <laughs> Uh, five, eight-ish. Okay, so we're about the same height. And, uh, you know, everybody says, oh, I'm (laughs) (laughs) big-boned. I don't know. I think I just ate too much. (laughs) Yeah, uh, like for the longest time, I was like at 160. Yeah, when I I got out of high school, I was 135. And I think when uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I was still 135. I was 158 when I went to the police academy and 182 when I came out. They fed us like nobody's business. All the seconds you wanted, boy, I'll tell you what, I couldn't believe it. I almost needed different uniforms, and the, you know, the department would have killed me. I, you, know, you go for 10 weeks of training, and you come back and need new uniforms already? We don't even know if we're going to keep you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, had, uh, I, I basically just cut back, and as soon as I got out of there, it all dropped off again. But, uh, man, I'll tell you what, that was, that was the highest I ever was until I got retired and then just started eating and I was still exercising and things like that. But as we all know now, exercise without supplementation is suicide and it just kept going and going and going. And of course, not being able to absorb anything. The funny thing is, is when you can't absorb nutrients, you can, there's one thing you can still absorb and that's calories. And boy, that stuff packed on. <laughs> well, that's what Doctor Gluten was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah. you know, he said, "Well, he said, if we had more time, you know, he'd get into it." But he, oh he'd yeah, get into it. But, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's a it, to me, it, it's like I think he said it. It's like it's like the number one issue, you know, with mm-hmm. with most people is that they cannot absorb. Yeah, it's, their their stomach acid is all out of whack. And that's the big thing, and that's why those. That's why I keep saying that you know, acid or proton pump inhibitors are, or antacids in general, are the gateway to all other drugs and diseases. Because once you can't absorb, that opens you up to nine hundred chronic health issues that are caused by nutritional deficiencies. And when that happens, Katie, bar the door. Virtually everything I had going on was a calcium magnesium deficiency, muscle cramps, sleep problems, sensitive teeth. Uh, heart problems, uh, joint issues, everything, all calcium. And, and of course, the original uh, gastric reflux, calcium and magnesium. Yeah. Uh, just monstrous what those things can and do to you. And then you see all these designer drugs on TV to fix the issues that they created in the first one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, take this and you'll be better. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like this Crohn's thing that popped up, you know. Yeah. That's I mean, a that's a gluten intolerance primarily. Yeah, you know it's it, well, oh, it's rampant. You know it, they make it sound like you know oh everybody and their brothers got you know this problem, and it's like no, it's basically people who you know either take pharmaceuticals or don't take care of themselves or something like that. Yeah, and if you do they, some research, you probably find that Crohn's was hardly ever talked about until you know the last hundred years at the most. Yeah, then they extrapolate that to the rest of the population mm-hmm. like, and make you think that, oh, my gosh, you know, yeah. we're all, you know, the health of the country is just horrible. Oh, no. What yeah, the AMA, do? the American Murder Association, I think was founded around 1847. And pretty much, you know, it really sprung in once the uh, Flexner Report happened and Congress gave them, like, like Glenn said, 
what legislated them into a protected monopoly. And since then, health issues have gotten worse. While the, while the MDs have been driving the school the bus of health, everything is worse. We have several new MD created illnesses that didn't exist until they took over. Things like Alzheimer's, heart disease, and stuff like that. That was not an issue until they started pushing, you know, hydrogenated oils and, you know, the vegetable oils and junk like that and bad mouth and the animal fats. That's what caused all that. And the fact that people are mostly eating, I can't believe it's not butter. I sure can. Uh, you taste that stuff, it tastes like crap. Um, all the margarines, and I'm, you know, one thing that really makes me sad is when I was a kid, we grew up on imperial margarine. That's all my mom and dad ever bought, and my, my grandmother used Fleischmann's. And I gotta, I gotta get admit that stuff actually tasted pretty good, but it was just as poison as all the rest. And it wasn't until yeah. I got off on my own I started researching. So I'm eating butter, <laughs> and I will tell you what, it makes all the difference. Nice to, that nice to fool Mother Nature. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was imperial. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Oh man, I'll tell you what, I, I gotta admit the ad agencies are excellent. But, oh, uh, you know, read chapter two day, of Shots Fired, man. It opens your head to all of it. It's amazing. When we were much younger, uh, yeah, they uh, they hit us pretty hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in the day, they had, um, when margarine first came out, it was, white, it was the same color as butter. And they had a little disc that came in the package that you had to break and massage into it. It was like a plastic bag that would change the color to make it so it didn't look like butter. And Wallach used to talk about having to do that when he was a kid. Was a, <laughs> Wasn't that like that the country crock stuff? and uh, country, country crap? You know, <laughs> yeah, country crock and, you know, country time lemonade, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, was, I mean, oh, man. You know, <laughs> country time lemonade is loaded with aspartame. Man, well, I'll tell well, you what. Sold, Drink uh, your brain tumors. <laughs> we were sold the big bill of goods, oh, you know. Yeah. During that time. And look at the health of the American people since all that stuff's been going on. It's gone downhill, downhill, downhill. And they don't they, even have to advertise anymore. When, you think about it. You know, it, it's like, oh, yeah, everybody knows about this word of mouth, you know. And, and through the generations, people keep buying it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the thing is, is even when you, you tell know. somebody about it, they don't care. You know, I've, I've mentioned this before. The wife of the pastor at the church I used to go to, she was hooked on Diet Coke. And one day I told her, I says, you know, that's loaded with aspartame. It causes brain tumors and all kinds of stuff. Really bad for you. You got to die from something. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> and to this day, if I see her somewhere where there's a meal, she's got a Diet Coke in her hands. I said, okay. You know, one of these days you're going to have this big old surgery for a big old tumor in your head. But There was uh, this video on Telegram the other day. They were talking about McDonald's French fries. And then they were talking, they had compared it to smoking. <laughs> so, you know it's like oh my god you know the, the things that you know that that uh that they that they sell the public and, yeah. and you know it's not just that though like i said i mean there's people this is how they make their living yeah you know yeah. that smoking has been really literally been given a bad name if you, again that's in chapter two of uh, shots fired the book i was reading this morning they they badmouth smoking when the truth is really you know I, you know, it could be that smoking can cause cancer and, and that kind of thing. The thing is, is there are all kinds of people all over the place um, 
Gene Calmet is one of the ones that Dr. Wallach talks about in his recordings. 105 years old or something. And she was, you know, smoking every single day, you know, several packs a day since she was like 12. And she was 105 and finally had to go into a extended care facility. She was still doing her own stuff, but she didn't die from cancer. They made her stop when she went into this place. Well, that could be bad for your health. <laughs> I'm already 105. And she keeled over one day, probably from a brain aneurysm or something. She was just up there making her eggs and whatnot, singing Frere Jacques. And the next thing you know, she keels over. And, um, you know, why would she not get cancer? And again, it's probably that she was in an area where she was getting more nutrition than most people do and able to keep her cells healthy. So yeah, I've heard that it's the uh, it's the chemicals that they that they put in those things that are really It's possible. Killing. You know, yeah. there's a lot of crap in those things. You know, pure tobacco um I don't think is really that bad. You know, you had everybody was smoking the peace pipe in the 1800s and nobody really had lung cancer back then that we know of. Uh, but they were eating or smoking the stuff that came right out of the fields before all the chemical garbage put on it. The other thing is they were getting a better diet back then than we get now, and they had better better health in general. So it's, you know, the big thing is, you know, you can get cancer from just about anything if you do it long enough, but the thing is, is it's not really getting it from some specific thing as it is not having what your cells need to stay healthy. So they just start to, you know, mutate and then well we can just you know pick our poison and blame it on that <laughs> yeah it's like, scratch you know, fever you know you ever watch like an old movie like from the 50s or 40s or you know whatever and you look at those people and they look much healthier than today's population you know you, you, you oh, look yeah. at their hair and everything you know they were skinny you know mm-hmm. they, they all had you know super nice hair you know and everything yeah, and, and now they have TV shows that's based, you know, the stars are fat people, so they can say that morbid morbid obesity is the common, is the new thing. And just because they can act well and be funny, uh, we should support, you know, support that kind of abuse of your body. Um, you know, it's a shame, you know. But I have never watched Mike and Molly just for that reason. But, um, you know. Yeah, they glorify it. Yeah, they glorify it. That's basically it. And, you know. That's just like in the old days, you know, daddy knows best, make room for daddy, uh, that kind of stuff. Now, the male example, if there is one in the in the show at all, he's the butt of everything. He's the daddy, oh, yeah. mama's the savior, and all that kind of stuff. They're just, it's all propaganda. And it's everywhere, too, now. Exactly. You know, it, it's like, oh, especially with the white male, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, it's you know i'm not trying to be a racist or anything but it, it's it's true though you look oh, yeah. at it and it's like oh oh the white male well this guy you know what a loser he's divorced you know his wife hates him. toxic masculinity <laughs> you know yeah. all that kind of stuff um it's it's there was another thought i had here and it just flew right out the window <laughs> oh man but yeah it's it's really sad um man it was a good one too I looked down at the cat, and all of a sudden it disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to figure out what she was up to. Yeah, that's, you know, today's day and age, man, I mean, it's it's so easy to see, you know, if you just, you know, if you you just, well, I I think you got to be opened up to a few things, but to me, I think it's pretty easy to see 
you know, the direction that they've been taking the country and, mm-hmm. you know, then they continue to do so. Oh, I know what it was. You know, this is another meme I'm going to have to make up. Everybody says brought to you by Pfizer. What we really need to be saying is brought to you by the Rockefellers and the Carnegie's. I mean, everything that happens, they're making money from. They've got their hands in everything. America, everything is bad for you. American Murder Association. I mean, they've got tri, you know, trilateral commission people in charge of all of the news media, including Fox. You know, and when you got your minions in there where you can control everything that comes down, you know, you don't have to own all of them. You just put your people in charge, and they take care of the business. And uh, we're just uh, being propagandized every single day. And oh, there's the the, the interesting thing uh, too, though is. Um, when you when you look back on all of it and and you, you kind of start to see where it all started started to happen, you know, and and how it's picked up steam, you know, just it, it's like it's it's grown, you know, it's just picked up steam, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it, it's you know, and it's like there's nobody tried to stop it or anything, you know, mm-hmm. it's just you know, and and so it, but they put all this in place. You know, uh, and and basically said, okay, now we've got our pillars, and you know they're going to remain there, and we're just going to build off of that. Yep. You know, it's just it's, it's the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, when you start to see the whole thing, you know, you just start to you start to realize that it kind of is a matrix. You know, but it but it benefits um, a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. But yeah, we're um, we're being inundated on a daily basis with all the garbage. They do they do the brainwashing, so to speak, and then all their products that they promote destroy the bodies alongside it. You know, you see all the advertisements on TV for the new breakfast cereals and whatnot, and of course, then you go to the grocery store and watch walk down the aisles where the yeah, I haven't been down one of those in quite a while now, but where the breakfast cereal is, and the little kids, Mommy, I want that one, I want that one. You know, <laughs> they're getting it. They're programmed left and right. You know, it would be fun to do an experiment. It would almost, you know, be like going to an Amish community and watching them, uh, where there's no TV, there's no brainwashing, and they live a clean, healthy lifestyle. You know, if they would learn about the 90 essential nutrients, the Amish would really be in pretty good shape. <laughs> and they're oh, yeah. they're working on that slowly. But, you know, it's, uh, they've got their own issues <laughs> doctrinally. But anyway, their health is a whole lot better in most cases. I mean, you know, there was a doctor, an Amish doctor that I went to see. Um, we were trying to, the group that I was in was trying to get uh, hydrogen, you know, food grade hydrogen peroxide. And this stuff was super expensive. And we got word that Enos Yoder <laughs> was, would sell you sell it by the gallon. He got it shipped in in 55-gallon drums. And this guy, he was probably in his mid-80s when I was there, and this was almost 20 years ago. He never wore shoes. He was always barefoot, wearing bib overalls and all that kind of stuff, and treating patients. And I went up there one time to get a hold of some of the stuff, and uh, got 12 gallons from him, and I think he charged me like two bucks a gallon or something. I mean, it was so inexpensive compared to what you normally get, and uh, it was amazing just to see 
him and all the people that he was taking care of. And they were all, you know, older and doing just fine. None of them on drugs. He was just doing natural treatments. And uh, the guy was amazing, but he was apparently a big proponent of hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> you know, getting it by 55-gallon drums. But um, he finally he kicked the bucket a while back. We tried chlorine dioxide, though, you said. Yeah, I just, as a matter of fact, had some of my uh, my Pau tea when I came up here this afternoon. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've had two, well, I have one cup today, but I've had two doses of uh, the chlorine dioxide. And that's why I think all the other symptoms are gone. You know, all the other things I was doing, I'm not pinning on one or the other. But yesterday, I felt like crap, but my voice sounded good. Today, I feel fantastic, but my voice sounds like crap. <laughs> so tomorrow, hopefully, everything will be okay again. So the, the, do you notice anything with that, though, the chlorine dioxide, or is it just you don't really notice anything? Your mm-hmm. body just uses it, and that's it. Yeah. You know, I um, that and the, and the golden nectar. <laughs> um, but, no, I haven't had any problems with it at all. And this stuff is uh, pre-activated, so it's one bottle. And... Um, I just put uh, two cc's in a glass of water and chug it down. I don't even notice a difference in taste. You're not supposed to eat that yellow snow, man. <laughs> well, if it's your own and it's fresh, you could. <laughs> don't wear, don't go where the huskies go. <laughs> don't you eat that yellow snow? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, not sure I would drink huskies, but uh, mine I don't mind. And the second this dose this afternoon wasn't uh, near as bitter. I don't know what it was this morning, but uh, this yeah. afternoon was pretty mellow. <laughs> mellow yellow. Right? <laughs> yeah. But hey. I would, Go ahead, Brenda. I was just going to chime in right quick and say, you know, for sore throat and stuff, we heard Dr. Artis talking the other day to uh, his go-to, he said, has always been for years. Um even if it's strep throat or whatever, you know, of course, good water, a glass of good water, or, you know, probably, he didn't say how many ounces, but, you know, six ounces, eight, whatever. And he said some peroxide in it and three drops, three or four drops of iodine. And he said, gargle with that and two or three times and your sore throat will be gone. Yeah, I've got uh, iodine sitting on the desk right in front of me, uh, Alex's uh, X2, which is really good stuff. And I take a couple drops of that a day. The um, yeah. thing is, I yeah, don't have a sore throat. I yeah. my, my throat doesn't bother me at all. It just my voice is crunky. <laughs> don't well, know I why. thought it might help that. I didn't know. I just I know for years. A lot of times, I just squirt some peroxide in water and gargle with that, and that alone helps. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I take iodine drops also. But um, anyway, his just saying mix those together. Yeah, that's so, something I never thought about doing with some more food grade hydrogen peroxide. But that's great stuff. Yeah, I've still okay. got some of the couple of gallons that I got from old Enos. <laughs> yeah, and he was staying grounded all the time by going barefooted. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. That guy had a lot of wisdom. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, it'll be interesting to see what tomorrow brings. But, um, yeah, yesterday felt kind of crappy. But today, feel perfectly fine. You know, no problems at all. Just my voice sounds funny. Doesn't hurt. You know, no, 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 uh, no pain whatsoever. It's just, I'm not sure what it is. But, you know, it'll, it'll go. And I think part of it is I, it might be 
because I had a little bit of, uh, uh, I don't know if you call it post-nasal drip or anything. It was a little bit runny, but that's kind of gone aside. But, you know, this might be the end of that. But uh, I would bet by next day or so, you know, especially tonight. Luckily, uh, my wife is tied up. She's working all day, and then she's got a nursing meeting tonight, so she won't be home till probably 8 or 8, 30, 9 o'clock. So once I'm done with the show, other than talking to the dogs or the horses, uh, I'm going to rest my voice. So hopefully by tomorrow, she should be back on track. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, nothing hurts. I feel great. It just sound funny. And uh, it is what it is. But uh, I didn't think it was bad enough to not do the show. And I'm glad did I did. You notice, we got a good crowd uh, here you today. How, you notice how Lee Merritt mentioned that C60? Yeah. Yep. And I've been doing that too. C60 is phenomenal. But the only thing she didn't say, and probably not aware, the only C60 I would ever use is the stuff that Bob Greska makes c-60.com yeah and the links on my website under the links page that stuff is the only one that's made uh, naturally without any uh, toxic volatile compounds and it's the only one that's pure c60 all the other processes you might get c72 c23 and a whole mix of things his is mono um what do you call it mono molecular He's got a system that produces one molecule at a time of pure C60. And it's in natural organic uh, sunflower oil. And that was the thing that scared me at first because of the deal with oils. Until I found out that because of the C60, it's so antioxidant that they've left that stuff sitting out in a hot car in the summer for weeks. All sitting on shelves and they checked it and there's no oxidation at all. The C60 keeps the oil from doing anything bad. So it's the only uh, oil that I would take is the stuff that the C60 is suspended in. But well, Bob Greskis uh, is fantastic. But when it comes to glutathione, though, you know, the, the, the master antioxidant, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the longevity uh, products are going to help you to produce that anyway. Yeah, right? the selenium especially helps uh, recycle glutathione. That's something that, and you're getting your, you can buy glutathione supplements, but your best, your, your own manufactured is the best way to go. And when you are doing the 90 essential nutrients, you're getting what you need to help the body recycle it and use it and have your own. So yeah, yeah. that's the best and way then, to go. Uh, NAC would be a, it's a precursor to that, right? So and acetylcysteine. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you were taking additional NAC with the, uh, longevity products i mean you know that'll also help though yeah it stands to reason you know i haven't seen any uh, studies on it to say sure but it stands to reason if you're giving your body more of the the building blocks it's going to be able to make more of the actual stuff you use yeah there you Mm -hmm. go bingo yeah yeah Yeah, that's the one one of the things i focus on is that uh, glute you know trying to get the glutathione levels yeah that's your body's fire department Uh, yeah it's amazing And, you know, I've seen, I've seen, uh, there's, if you look online, years ago, a buddy of mine had uh, Parkinson's, and I was trying to help him naturally because he was going to doctors. He just passed away about six months ago. I'm surprised he made it that long. But um, I tracked down a video online of a guy who had really bad, I mean, shaking like a leaf Parkinson's. And there was a doctor out there that was giving IV injections of glutathione. And they had this guy try and walk down the hallway of his office 
and he could barely stand up. I mean, he was falling all over the place, bouncing off walls and things. And they sat him down, gave him an injection of glutathione, and waited 30 minutes. He stood up and walked up and down the hallway, no problem. No, You wouldn't even know he had any problems wrong. It was that big of a difference. It was amazing to see. But try to find a doctor that's doing that because that's outside the standards of care. And when yeah. you do that, they're going to attack you. <laughs> I think, Thank you, you know, Rockefellers. Of course, the, the poster boy has been Michael J. Fox. Right? Yeah. And, and and you look at that and you go, you know, uh, this, this dude had, had plenty of dough. You would think that he would have, you know, uh, researched it or tried to find a, you know, alternative method of mm-hmm. taking care of that. You know? I wish that someone could get him in front of Wallach. Because Wallach could, if nobody could convince him, you know, if, if Wallach couldn't do it, nobody could. But we've seen, you know, people that have that Parkinson's, MS, ALS, all the neurodegenerative diseases. It's all the problem with their, they've got low cholesterol. They don't have what they need to make the myelin sheath on the nerves, which causes all the short circuits. And depending on where it is in the brain or the rest of the spinal cord, that's what causes the different problems. And in every case, when they get on the 90 essential nutrients and a high fat diet, the ideal thing would be carnivore. You get on a carnivore diet with the nutrition, and that problem's going to go away if you catch it early enough. Now, somebody high profile like that, right? You know, mm-hmm. well, they don't want that information. Oh, right yeah, now. and that's the thing. I would yeah. venture to say that all the different groups out there are doing everything to make, make sure that he is sheltered so that he never hears the truth about this stuff. It has to be something Because like if he did, he's such a big name that people would be – you know they'd sit up and listen if michael j fox was hey i'm cured yeah right yeah that's that's like when jerry lewis got the information from wallach about muscular dystrophy and he went to the md association hey we got to look into this you're fired sign yeah. this nda you're going on around the world cruise so you'll be nowhere near the united states on labor day well you know like sorry yeah. you're not built that way if you if something like that happened to you you know you would be you know going okay i'm gonna you know i'll try to fix it yeah. You know, uh, you know, it, the listeners aren't built that way, you know. Yeah, and, and that's and the it's, thing. It's, you know, it's amazing to me that that this this guy, you know, it, it's like it's like it's almost like they they've either convinced him that they're you know he'll never ever be able to beat it or something. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been yeah. led to believe that the only medical source of information are the MDs. You know, if he gets a hangover, he goes to his doctor. If he gets a hangnail, he goes to his doctor. You know, that's the problem. We have all been brainwashed, thank you Rockefellers, for the last hundred years so that it has impermeated our very beings. And unless you're exposed to this kind of thing before your mind is totally gone, you're never going to, even, you know, people out there can hear this message all the time. And it's amazing. The first time I listened to Dead Doctors Don't Lie, it was on a cassette tape in the 90s. And it rang true to me instantly. I've yep. had people that I've given this, you know, CDs to, they listen to the exact same recording and give it back to me. Eh, I like my doctor. <laughs> you know? It's like, okay, it's next. Yeah, Brent, how's you doing, buddy? Hey, yeah, pretty good. Uh, did, um, didn't uh, Danny Glover do Longevity and it got him out of the wheelchair back in 2013-ish? Um, I know it helped his, his, he was type 2 diabetic and it straightened that out. I'm not sure about, I haven't heard about the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he'd be at the airports, I guess, in a wheelchair okay. and what have yeah. you. But um, 
you know, the guy that uh, used to pick him up at the airport to go to longevity events uh, said that he's out of the wheelchair. Oh, that's cool. Know, back then. Yeah, that's but good. But you would think he would have an in or a word with Michael J. Fox. You would think, you know. I, you know, he's in that category. Yeah. You know, it's hard to say. Um, I've I've seen some uh, recordings, some interviews that Danny Glover's done. It's been a while. But the thing is, is they're relatively small, like local network stuff, um, because the network's being run by the Rockefellers. They are not going to let this kind of information out. You'll notice you never see Wallach on any big talk shows or anything like that because it's verboten. Um, Benny Hinn, you'll get him on there, but um, because Benny's paying for it. But uh, anything that's network, you'll never see this kind of information there because that's the last thing they want out there because this would take a big chunk out of pharmaceutical uh, profits, and they're not going to allow that. So I don't know if there's any kind of relationship or connection between Danny Glover and Michael Fox or not. It's hard to say. You know, a lot of people go through Hollywood for years and years and years and never meet other people. Um, it's just the circles you travel in, I guess. If you're not in the same production together, um, you probably don't have anything to do with them. And My it's, it's people a shame. don't talk to their people. Exactly. <laughs> their people aren't having lining them up so they can do lunch, you know. <laughs> do lunch. What do you do lunch? Let's eat lunch, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It would be nice to see, but um, there are very few Hollywood types. You know, another one out there, and this is interesting, is um, uh, you got uh, Donnie and Marie Osmond. Their brother, Jimmy, is very big in longevity. But you never see Donnie and Marie. You know, Marie's out there talking about all the weight loss programs. But if she was really on board, if her brother had any influence on her, she'd be talking about longevity and getting off losing weight. But she's not because they're not going to allow that kind of stuff. They want the stuff that you have to do over and over and over again that causes you to get sicker and sicker because you're doing the wrong things. And it's a real shame. You know, because uh, Jimmy Osmond could really uh, help them out. But uh, apparently not so much. Here's a, here's a real quick, for instance, for me, me and my little brother a year and a day apart. Well, he believes in AMA medicine and everything doctors say. And he has a special diet. He's a year and a day younger than me. He's had three or four strokes. He's cancerous. And, you know, and, and he's, he's thin as a rail. I think he's probably 120 pounds, wow. and he's 5'11 or 6 foot. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what his special diet is. It's, you know, designed yeah. to kill. And the, you know, and the worst I have is some bum knees from, you know, uh, martial arts mm-hmm. and a bad back. Yep. Yeah, man. And I have Dunlop syndrome, but you know, I'm healthier well, I'm healthy as an old horse. Hey, you know, old horses are if they're still above ground, <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> but yeah, that's not, you know, I would venture to say that his special diet has all those twelve bad foods in it and then some, including the uh, uh high fructose corn syrup and all the other things that should be in the list but aren't yet. Hey Jim. Yes, sir, Gary. Just a let Brett know he's not alone. I've got a brother that's 11 months younger than I am, and he's physically and healthily wise a wreck. And the list of 12 bad foods, 
that's pretty much all he eats. Mm-hmm. And he won't listen to me on anything. Of course not. Let Brent know he's not alone. Yeah, I've got a sister who's four years older than me. She's had at least one knee replacement that I know of and did everything she could to keep my mother from using longevity, uh, even though my mom had been bent over at the waist with osteoporosis for years. And a month after getting on longevity, the Healthy Body Start Pack, she stood up straight. And my sister was there to witness this, couldn't, couldn't believe it. But the second she took a flu shot, and had a bad reaction to it. The doctors blamed it on a nutritional supplement she was taking. So my sister made me stop all the orders. I said, good grief. And a couple of years later, my mom passed away. You know, it's it's sad when, you know, especially when they're family members, people you care about, people you love, and they're just boneheads about things. Won't listen. They're so programmed by the system. You know, that was the case with my niece. I mentioned this several times. You know, she, had a, she was diagnosed at the age of 22 with a glioma, uh, glioblastoma, which is a gallium deficiency, rare essential nutrient uh, mineral. And I, as soon as they told me, I said, this is what the problem is. I can get you on a supplement program. They'll make it go away in no time. And I gave them all the information. They looked at it and said, yep, we're going with the doctors. Yeah, because number one, they didn't have a lot of money, and it would have to be coming out of their pocket. And, of course, with you know, they got insurance, so the doctors are covered. <laughs> and, you know, two years later, she was dead. You know, sad, sad situation. But um, everybody, you, you pays your money, you takes your chances. You want to dance, you got to pay the band. And uh, the problem is, is most people, their money and their financial situation is more important to them than their health. You know, I can, I can get free medical care that's going to kill me. Or if I pay for this out of my own pocket, it'll be better for me, but I don't want to spend the money. That's a sad state of mind to be in. But hey, that's Sarge, most of the people. Yeah, Mark. Is there some kind of a chemical process that your body goes through that allows your body to somehow produce a little bit of gallium? No, because gallium's a mineral. No. The only place you get mineral, minerals is from the soil. So it, it's not like it's going to, oh, I have a deficiency. I'm going to borrow it from the bones. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Nope, not unless you might have a little bit of gallium in your bones that the body's going to strip out, but that's going to cause, you know, other issues besides. But, yeah, and that was the question I was going to ask you. Did yeah. she have, you know, these other issues to go with it? No, she was actually in relatively good health other than the fact, you know, I would say not good health. She was symptom-free. But standard American diet, nothing but crap, the 12 bad foods plus, lots of uh, carbonated beverages, <clears throat> Lots of uh, high high fructose corn syrup, everything that basically causes cancer, and then you wonder why she gets it. You know that's the thing. That's why I can safely say I don't think I'll ever get cancer. If I do, boy, I'll tell you that'd be film at eleven. Because um, there's just no yeah, way should. the things I do should prevent that without any problem. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like that study, the Clemson study, you know, where mm-hmm. they, they, they yeah. say 95% reduction, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it was just based on the minerals. Exactly. Well, it was the, it was two things, Beyond Tangy Tangerine and, and Ultimate Classic. So they oh, basically, yeah, right. yeah, they basically yeah. have the 88 of the 90. But yeah, it, it was still. a synergistic uh, mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah, they tried it with both products. Yeah. And, um. The, you know, that the Clemson studies on my website under support info, 
a free PDF download. And Clemson University did this on their own. It was like 2011, I think, 2011 or 2013. And they decided to check into it, and they tried these two products, and they were looking at three things. First, were they harmful in any way? And they said, absolutely not. Number two, do they uh, deal with inflammation? In both cases, absolutely yes. And do they kill cancer? And they were using human colorectal cancer cells in vitro. And in both cases, with both products, within very short time of exposure to the products, 95% of the cancer cells were dead. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. And again, that's not something that we commissioned. They did it on their own. Uh-huh. But, so uh, does it then stand to reason that if you're taking these products that, you know, it'll, it'll most likely do the same thing in the body as long as you're not abusing your body? Oh, yeah. And the thing is, is we've got all kinds of uh, anecdotal reports of that. I've got uh, recordings. Uh, maybe I'll play some on either tomorrow or maybe Thursday on the morning show. Um, got one guy who was a command sergeant major in the Army, and he had uh, stage 4 pancreatic cancer. And the doc, he was, they were trying natural stuff first. He was doing essential oils and a few other things, but weren't getting the results they wanted. And he ended up getting on, finding about longevity. And in, uh, he was still going to the VA for treatments or at least to have the doctors look at him. And, uh, he had a female doctor that after about three months of using the longevity products for stage four pancreatic cancer, the doctor comes in with tears in her eyes. He says, I don't get to say this very often, but you're cancer free. And all he was doing was the longevity products and maybe still a little essential oils. But, um, you know, we, I hear things like that, and I've met a couple people like that with pancreatic, and that's one of the worst ones out there. And then, of course, yeah. you got people like Joe Tippins, who he didn't know anything about nutrition. As a matter of fact, he himself brags about being a foodie. He eats all kinds of crap. And still, just using fembendazole got rid of his cancer. Um you know, there's all kinds of things out there that if you just stop listening to the educated idiots and go to, you know, people that really know what they're talking about, you can save your life and get on the right track. But with Tippins, I'm sorry to say, but if he doesn't change his diet, he's going to get cancer again, unless he just keeps taking the fembendazole all the time, you know, and then he's going to get run over by chasing cars. But, um, you know, but uh, yeah, unless you change what you're doing, those things will come back on you. And that's what people don't realize. You have to change. If you want to make some changes in your life, you got to make some changes in your life. Simple as that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be disciplined. Yep. Hmm. Ah, my tank's almost dry here. I'm going to have to go get a refill. The old thermo flask with my goodies in it. But anyway, we're, well, we're rapidly approaching the top of the hour. And that's what scares me, Sarge, is that how they've, you know, they've built an economy off of all this crap. And it's, oh, yeah. You know, most of it's just, you know, it's, it's just not good for you. you know? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, when you look at anything advertised on TV is going to be bad for you, and it's going to make money for the people that are trying to kill you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we just, you know, not, not we, we, but the generally dumb public just line up and do it over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, and look how look how long these these joints have been around, like McDonald's and Burger mm-hmm. King and all these places, you know. And and you just you get you have to cringe. Yeah. You know when when you, when you see it because it's like my God, you know they're killing people and yet you know they're building this empire out of it. Drive through death. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. You know? Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. 
and even the ones that claim to be pure like uh oh man panera bread and uh what's the uh, chipotle they have done studies finding all kinds of glyphosate and everything else in their food just off the charts yeah it's amazing even the ones that are supposedly halfway decent that claim to be we're all non-gmo we're free range and all this crap they're still loaded with chemicals but (laughs) anyway we're out of time i appreciate everybody being here today it's been great i hope you enjoyed it and we'll be back again tomorrow same bat time same bat channel take care of your bodies because the only place you have to live we'll see you soon take care and god bless (laughs) 